sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. This is the first episode and I'm so excited to be doing this because I've been pretty obsessed with podcasts for the past couple years and the thought of just creating my own has never been more exciting to me. So I just figured, hey, let's just do this. Let's dive right in. Um, I'm going to keep the intro short today because we do have a long episode. It is with my dear friend, Elise, and it is all about our amazing cosmic dream camper van road trip that we just went on back in March, March, back in May, and all of the incredible things that happened to us, the really freaky, crazy things. So you're going to hear all about that on this episode. And yeah, so uh, sit back, grab a coffee, grab a drink, grab some wine, whatever is your fancy, and let's get into the podcast. Yes, Yes. Um, Elise, you got some got some crystals out for us I do yes (laughs) yes all crystals from our beautiful road trip together amazing um so welcome this is the first episode of the Topanga Moon podcast I'm so honored (laughs) to be the first guest can you believe we've been (laughs) talking about doing this and actually trying to record this episode the entire road trip that we did (laughs) we just went um on this amazing uh, soul expanding road trip through the American Southwest. We started in Joshua Tree, drove through Arizona, uh, stopped in Sedona, which was incredible, which we'll talk about. Drove through New Mexico, which was so magical. So many amazing synchronicities and <laughs> crazy vortex energy there. Uh, drove through Colorado. That's when Elise flew home. And then I continued on through Utah. So yeah, this mm. is, we're going to be, we're going to be getting we into are it. doing it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on my first episode. I can't imagine anybody else coming on for the first episode because I feel like you were my spiritual guide throughout the whole road trip and so many amazing things have happened since that first session that I had with you. So Elise is an energy healer. She does, um, I'm going to say this wrong, but she does interactive uh, energy exercises. Mm, that's a good word. Yeah. Okay. There, interactive because they really are interactive. interactive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you also are a sound bath healer. Mm-hmm. You've it's expanded the healing. clan. I've expanded the <laughs> bowl clan. Yes. There is now a beautiful obsidian bowl involved in the healing work. Um, so I do like one-on-one sessions with sound healing, tooting forks, mm-hmm. intuitive messages, um, crystal grid healing, mm-hmm. which is what you experienced when you came to my space. Yes. And again, I had more grid <laughs> experiences <laughs> with you on the trip. But I, uh, we met back at a vegan festival yeah we did just just briefly and then I remember the reason why I connected with you was because you posted something on your Instagram and like this is really the beauty of Instagram for connection um and you were doing one of your um interactive energy exercises and it was a violent flame uh exercise Mm -hmm. and I mean I've been like diving deep into the you know woo-woo spiritual space for a long time but I've never seen anything like that and I reached out to you and I was like what what is going on here (laughs) yeah you're like I want that (laughs) and what happened after that which was so incredible um because it was so perfectly timed because I was just had a tarot reading with someone that said um 
you need to find a cord cutting meditation. You need to find a healer. And I was like, I don't know where to find a healer. Like, where do I, what, look up like healers on Google? Like, that's just not going to work for me. And I wrote to you and that uh, we were talking back and forth a little bit about what I was going through at the time. And that night, well, I just want you to explain it because it was so cool. (laughs) Such like a transformational moment for me and you. Like, super amazing. So that night after we were chatting on Instagram and you saw what I was doing and you think probably told me like barely any details about what was going on. Simply, all you simply said was like, oh yeah, I think I need some cord cutting. Cord cutting is something I've had a lot of experience with in my own personal journey Mm -hmm. and as well helping a couple other people explore that. Um, I think I did say it was relationship based, trying to let go of an old love. And I was like, oh, wow, that's super in alignment even with where I'm going or where I am right now because I was also letting go of an old love. So I was like, oh, I've been cord cutting for myself like every single night. And anyways, Mm -hmm. so I was laying in bed and we had stopped chatting and I was just thinking about what you had said. And all of a sudden, this ping just like pops up in my mind and it's like, get up, get out of bed right now, Mm -hmm. grab your headphones and record a guided journey for Anna to cord cut from her past relationship. And I was like, what? First of all, I've never done anything like that before. Second of all, it's like midnight and I have to like work in the morning. (laughs) Uh, But I listened because I've been realizing like, I have to listen to my intuitive guidance 100% of the time if Mm -hmm. I want to create the life that I want to be living. So I listened and recorded this meditation and then was like, what's your email? I have something for you. You're like, what? (laughs) And I was just like very open. I was like, yeah, sure. And I got that email, like, I think at 1230 at night. And Um, you did it that night, night. which I was very, I was like, wow, she is ready to do the work. Like, yeah, she did it tonight. (laughs) I was like, clearly I'm supposed to be listening to this right now. So I can't, I can't wait on this till the morning. (laughs) And I just remember it was like so specific. Like you were talking about um, you know, the specific person being on a stage and like all these like things that only I know within myself mm. that were a part of this, you know, union. And I was like, how did she tap into that world? That was really such a beautiful, pivotal moment, I think, for me. Um, and then just expanded our friendship and our, you know, spiritual relationship with each other of, you know, working with each other and kind of like being guides for each other, which has been really amazing. And I'm so excited (laughs) that you're here. Uh, I want to get into a little bit about your background. So, you know, where did you, where did this all come from? How did you begin the spiritual journey? Um, Yeah. Tell me about your, your upbringing. Well, I feel like there's probably so much that I'm going to miss, but (laughs) it really started like, okay, as a child, spirituality and like this open connection to the other world or some sort of unseen realm was always present, but it was not nurtured in my life. Mm. I remember one time um, I was visiting my grandpa's gravestone with my grandma And somebody stole her purse out of her car while we were parked there. And (laughs) I, like, had all these, this intuitive info about, like, who these people were. And as a kid, I was, like, really telling my family. I was, like, telling them, like, it was this blonde woman and she was blah, blah, blah. And, like, there was a man down further this road. And I don't know if I actually, like, physically saw them or if it was just kind of, like, information streaming through me. Um... But my parents just kept being like, don't lie, Elise. Are you lying? Don't lie. And bless them. It's just like they just didn't want me to be lying, right? And who knows what was really happening. But for some reason, I felt like I had to convey that 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 information. a lot when we're uh, children. We are tapped in more and the veil is thinner. But a lot of the times that scares, uh, you know, adults around you and it it usually gets shut down. And then you have to kind of relearn your spiritual gifts all over again. Exactly. Well, I 100% believe that every single one of us has immense wisdom and spiritual Mm -hmm. gifts just waiting to come out of us. And Mm -hmm. most of us just aren't tapped into them because they weren't nurtured or encouraged as a child. Yeah. 
Um, so that was an interesting experience that kind of, I think, shut it down a little bit. Um, but I also used to like stare out my window and like speak to my Passover grandfather who I never mm. actually met while driving in the car. So I always had these like little connections. I was a very curious and I was wondering about the world around me. I always wanted to be in nature, which is still very true. Um, but society and life, lack of nurturing of those gifts definitely shut it all down for quite a long time. Um, essentially my whole life, I would say. Until, well, not my whole life. Like, <laughs> I'm still living. Um, until after high school, um, I guess a couple years after high school, my dad passed away when I was 20. That was the major catalyst into my spiritual awakening. Mm. Um, I went into the depths of the shadow of my soul, like deep, deep into the black little center of my heart where I stored all of my trauma and like repression from like any bad experiences. <clears throat> so I basically lived there for a year in the darkness mm. and ask me what happened in that year. And I don't know. I mean, I know some things, but my mom, like now will tell me something that happened. And I'm like, I do not even remember saying that. I do not even remember being there or doing that. The whole thing is a total blur. Did it almost seem like maybe your soul kind of like left your body for yes. a bit and you were like a shell of a person? And I know we've talked about that concept before. Mm -hmm. um, when you go through a really traumatic event, and I think this is like such a an amazing thing to discuss um, how even if you can be in the perils of deep darkness and sadness, but you know, there is always this way beyond it. Mm -hmm. And if anything, going through those experiences brings you even closer to the spiritual and incredible connection, right? A hundred percent. Like the more you're willing to explore the darkness, mm -hmm. the more light that you let into your own being, mm -hmm. not even let into your own being, but let out from your own being, I think is a better way to say yeah. it because it's all already within you, mm -hmm. but you have to like sift through the depths of your own shadow to really access your full potential and I think that scares a lot of us yeah I know it scared me that's why I didn't do anything for the first 20 years of my life even though mm. these gifts were like constantly yeah. emerging through me yeah it's um, like rock bottoms are always there to realign us back to ourselves. yes exactly exactly and like how did you get out of that so um <clears throat> lots of small synchronistic moments leading mm -hmm. up to it. Um, but I would say one of the major things was I started listening to podcasts. Um, I started listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. That was like the first <laughs> podcast I That's ever listened to. I know. I don't even listen to it anymore. Like, sorry, Joe Rogan, you're cool, but yeah. I don't listen to you anymore. Yeah, Joe Rogan, if you're listening. <laughs> he's, he's for sure listening. Yes, for sure. Um, but you are welcome on this podcast if you ever do desire to kind of rebuttal this. Um, anyway, so don't even know what the episode was about, but he said one thing inside of it. And he said, live in the mystery. Uh -huh. And it just like, it just like cracked something open within me. I Girl, was just I like, I got goosebumps. Yes. Truth bombs. Because <laughs> mystery, yes. That's such a like concept that I've been like playing with right now and like really feeling that live in the mystery. Yeah. Because it's all a mystery. Like we mm -hmm. don't have the answers to anything. Even when we think we have the answers, mm -hmm. they're not even real answers mm -hmm. because everything is unraveling in such a mysterious way. Unraveling. <laughs> unraveling. <laughs> unraveling. The mantra of our road trip. Which yes, we will get to. We will get to. <laughs> Let's stay on Joe Rogan right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> live in the mystery. Opened my mind up to contemplating, well, what is the mystery? Mm -hmm. So I started questioning things like, um, okay, my dad died, but what does that actually mean? Like, where did he go? Mm -hmm. And then I started questioning energy. And if there's an energetic force within him, and I'm sure there was something specific within some of the podcasts that made me realize, oh, like energy bodies, hmm, what does that mean? So I started thinking and questioning to myself, if he is energy, then he can't die because like energy doesn't actually die. Mm. You know, like when you yeah. think about like the electrical system in a house or something like there's always electric 
electrical currents flowing through the whole thing. It's not until you like plug an appliance in that it works, but the energy itself is always there, right? So I was like, okay, so he changed form. So if he changed form, how can I change my perspective and my way of being in life that I can communicate with another form of energy. Wow. So then I started being like, okay, universe, I want to communicate with my dad because I am so broken from this. Uh, He hurt me a lot in my life. I probably hurt him just from being so distant. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, I wanted to heal that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'd say wanting to heal the relationship with my dad, um, that didn't end in any way close to being healed. Like I felt guilty. I felt like mm-hmm. it was like my fault somehow. Like I wished it to happen. Like I felt like I manifested it. Ooh. Like, yeah. Those are heavy, heavy burdens <clears throat> to take on. Exactly. And I yeah. was like, if I hold on to these, I'm going to get really sick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I started seeking and one of my friends from high school, um, we reconnected through Twitter and we weren't really friends in high school. We were just more acquaintances Mm -hmm. and she was posting quotes or tweets, I guess, about, um, energy and just the spiritual realm. And I was like, Ooh, she seems like she's like on alignment with kind of where I want to go. So we, I reached out and was like, we should hang out. And she's like, Oh my God, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, Oh my God, come over. And we had a sleepover the first night we hung out. And I was like, it was one of the first moments where I was like, wow, this is like a soul sister connection. I'm so like blessed to experience this. So she came over gave me my very first Reiki session ever. Mm. My whole body got hot and my legs were like shaking and she channeled my Passover grandfather who I mentioned yeah. in the beginning. Um, she also told me a couple of my different past lives that I had. And so I was just like, whoa, like what are you tapping into? Because I can feel the truth in it. Like, you know, when something happens and it's true, mm-hmm. it resonates in your body, right? Yeah. Like just how you, when I said live in the mystery, you were just like, Ooh, that really vibes with my soul yeah. right now. You feel it. You feel it in your body. You can't explain it, but you feel it. Exactly. And we all do. We've yeah. all had some sort of moment like that. Um, <clears throat> so she, um, uh, introduced me to Reiki for the first time as well as crystals because as a child, and that's another thing, like as a child, I always collected crystals. So I had this huge box of like this like glass briefcase. Like what a weird thing to have. <laughs> it was all glass briefcase. I'm sure. <laughs> and it was full of crystals. It was just full of crystals. And I was like, my friend's name that I'm speaking of, her name's Emily. So I was like, Emily, I have all these crystals. Can you tell me what they are? She's like, absolutely. So we mm. unpack this whole box and she's like, this is this, this is this, this is this. You should sleep with this under your pillow right now. Like mm. this would be a good one for your heart. And and I was like, what? So she was like, I say that they're like the guides on our path and the path is all um, lined with breadcrumbs. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're continuously following. It's like when the when the student asks, the teacher appears. Yeah, and it can appear in different forms. And it sounds like that's one of them for you. And then I know that you've spoken about um, animals coming into your life and mm-hmm. also giving you specific wisdom and things like that. And yeah. just, just like following along with breadcrumbs. And I know because uh, I know a little bit about your story. Obviously, we spent two weeks together <laughs> in a camper van sleeping two weeks with our, our vanities. Um, there's also, uh, there's this really amazing symbol and I keep on thinking about this and it came to my mind when you're talking about your father, the house, mm. the house. Mm-hmm. Like my house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's a story. It's, it's a, a real story. It's a real story. I mean, <sighs> we can get like, we can do a little, you know, that was, yeah, just yeah, a little blurb about that. So basically, I think it's, a, I think it's an important, it's um, a huge part. analogy too of the, mm. the feelings of not feeling like you're deserving of maybe that, you know, what you were saying about your father, yeah. um, your connection with him, not feeling uh, deserving of something, given something mm-hmm. and how that actually like manifests. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, Basically, I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. So after my experience with Emily, my very first like energetic experience, then I started seeking even more and I had many teachers come into my reality, Mm -hmm. many 
many kinds, many forms, had amazing experiences. Won't get into all of them, but um, also one or before my dad passed away, two years before my parents had split up. So when my dad passed away, actually all of the rights that would have been my mom's had they still been together were actually passed on to me and my brother. Mm-hmm. So as at 20 years old, I lost my father and gained this huge responsibility of having to deal with and sort out everything that he left behind. Mm-hmm. So not only did I want to heal my relationship with him, but I was the one responsible for cleaning up his mess, essentially. Wow. Like, and I'm not saying like he was a horrible person by any means or like left me a terrible mess. I'm just saying like he, he gave up on his path, on his journey a long time before he actually left this physical realm. And so there was a lot of a lot of just confusion around Mm -hmm. all of the things he left behind. Um, One of the things was my childhood home. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I grew up in this home, loved this home so, so much, like with all of my heart. Mm -hmm. Every single memory that I've ever had since I was born was in that home or like Mm -hmm. it was somewhere traveling and then coming back to that home, right? Um, and it was like a, a really big, beautiful, old, like Victorian home. Beautiful right? home. My grandfather actually built it uh, with his friends. So, and then that connection, even though I never physically met my grandfather, I've always had a connection with him. So mm-hmm. then that played into the whole story as well. Um, so basically I owned this house with my brother and I lived in it for a while. I mean, there's lots of details within that, but I, I was blessed enough to live in that house, there was two units. There was an upstairs apartment and then a main floor, like mm-hmm. uh, main floor house. I lived in both spaces, and I truly believe that while I lived there, I transmuted all of the negativity that ever accumulated inside mm-hmm. of those walls through my family life, which was wow hard. And I cried all the time. Yeah. I wasn't even happy, but I was happy. Like yeah. it was very weird. It was like. You're like holding the energy and moving it through mm-hmm. and using, you know, obviously the tools that you knew about mm-hmm. to cleanse the cleanse the space and reclaim it. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so I lived in the upstairs part first by myself, which was beautiful for my awakening. That was uh, when I first started had my having my awakening. It's when I stopped eating meat as well. It's when I was exploring veganism. Um, so it was a really like expanding time for my own personal journey. And then eventually I um, moved into the bottom part, which was where like my whole family like really spent all of their time, right? A lot of my childhood, we rented out the upstairs, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing about that was that my bedroom became my parents' bedroom. Mm, wow. Yeah. Oh. So that was heavy. And weird. And at the time I had a partner. So we stepped into that space and like lived in my childhood home, like within a partnership and had to process together all of the things that were coming up for me uh, about about karmic relationships. Yeah. Seriously, though. Uh, I think I shed the deepest shit (laughs) that I ever would I feel like you can swear on this. I don't know. Sorry. No, we're, we're okay. gonna we're gonna fucking swear on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Um. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of just stagnant, stale energy mm-hmm. in that house, and a lot of triggers for me. Like yeah. it was like I could just walk into my bathroom and be triggered by a memory of my dad standing in the bathroom and like angrily whispering to himself and me like having to go to the bathroom, but being like, Oh my God, my dad's in there like being mad to himself. Like very weird things. You know, someone's like pissed off and they're like mumbling under their breath. And that was like always present in my life. So what do you think the, the, the main message was or the main um, reasoning you think happened? Like, was for you to be there at that point. Mm. Like, you know, I, yeah. I think it was like a pivotal, crucial part of your story. Yeah. And so I'm wondering what you think um, and how you it can was explain it now. A attachment. Ah. Attachment to um, ideas or beliefs through material objects. Ah. Because 
Mm-hmm. I was so attached to this house and I didn't even admit it to myself until I let it go until I finally let it go. And I, I did let it go. So I sold this house and I will never, ever forget the feeling of that house being completely empty and me crying on the floor, mm-hmm. wishing that I wasn't selling it. Wow. Like literally bawling on the floor. And my cat is there who would refuse to live anywhere else. And he's just looking at me and I'm like bawling my eyes out because Mm -hmm. I have to let go of this huge attachment. I basically, it was a representation of my childhood, of my wounded child. Mm -hmm. Like that is what the house represented. So when I let it go, I had to let go of a version of my wounded child and nurture her. I had to reparent my inner child essentially through letting go of that house and saying like, you're okay, you're Mm -hmm. still safe, you're still going to grow into a beautiful Mm -hmm. woman without having to sit inside of this trauma. Like that house held all of the trauma for my childhood. What an amazing, I guess, just symbol and representation of like, you can physically mark a transition in your life Mm -hmm. with a structure you know, and the energetic keeper of all of those old memories and like Mm, energetic keeper, energetic keeper. And we do, we, we hold on to attachment to things, to people, to Mm. situations, to outcomes. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and I know we're going to dive into this a little bit, but it's been a, a theme kind of coming up the idea of attachment and how do we like, how do we practice non attachment, but still, uh, you know, wish for things or you know hope for things or Mm want to manifest things (laughs) but you know knowing that concept that when we're attached to something when we're attached to the outcome then we're almost like a a, I don't know like locking the mystery and the magic of what's to come Mm -hmm. absolutely that's so true um I think The biggest way to explore non-attachment is to consciously detach. And like the best way to practice that is through material objects. Like Mm, can you clean out your closet today and get rid of half the stuff that you never touch in there? You know, can you go through your kitchen this weekend and get rid of all the appliances you no longer need or want or enjoy using? Um, Can you paint a picture and then destroy it after because you don't actually care to remain attached Mm. like just finding small ways to practice it in your daily life allows you to be like more equipped when it comes to relationships to go "Mm, maybe I'm being a little bit too attached to this person or like this potential conversation Mm. or this potential outcome with them yeah um but when you when you've practiced it in other simpler ways you can uh kind of catch yourself, I think, and just say like, oh, wow, I'm really feeling attached right now. Let me step out of this. Think about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, where it's coming from. Because usually I think in relationships, um, we feel attached because we feel like our, going back to the inner child, like our inner child isn't being nurtured or isn't being loved in the Mm. way that we not necessarily want them to be loved, but expect them to be loved. Yeah, it's an anticipation. I always yeah. feel like it's like a a certain way of being is familiar to us, mm-hmm. and if we can constantly, even if it's like a not a great feeling, even if it's like a bad familiarity, mm-hmm. it's like we can hold onto that because we know the story, we know how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But once we step into the realm of like, I don't know will this person leave and will, will I still be okay? Can I love this person mm-hmm. even if I don't know if we're going to end up together? Yes. Can I just live in the like day-to-day loving of this person and truly unconditionally love them knowing that like everybody is free and they can leave at any moment? Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. terrifying. It is terrifying <laughs> and like that's the whole thing with the attachment is like when you can sit within yourself and be okay that whoever you love, whether they're a friend, a family member, a divine partner, whoever you're loving right now, you're going to be okay if they walk away. And like, yes, of course you're going to hopefully like find someone in your life where you're not going to be okay if they walk away, but you know that like after a little bit, you're still going to be okay Mm -hmm. because you have yourself and your happiness isn't dependent on your attachment to them. Yeah. And I think 
recognizing that you can still be happy but feel feelings of pain and hurt because somebody might have like left your life and because I always hear that like oh as long as you cultivate happiness within yourself like Yes, I understand that concept, but as a human being, we still feel those mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. when we've created a bond with somebody and, um, you know, you go through a breakup. You know, I went through a breakup two years ago and it was like the biggest rock bottom of my life mm-hmm. and I felt every emotion, but I, I think it's the idea of like not shying away from the feelings of it mm-hmm. um, and Knowing that happiness is still a possibility, knowing that like you still have yourself and you can like make it through. I think that's the only thing I can yeah. really, you know, yeah. say. But um, so, yeah, speaking on, um, I guess, relationships, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Divine partnerships. Attachment. Attachment. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really... <laughs> really going for it well because I think it was a big theme even um our journey on that road trip was really a journey of like self-discovery and tapping more into our spiritual selves uh going through energetic portals recognizing gifts I went there I I really wanted to go to New Mexico so I could write this script that I've been working on and then the script kind of like materialized in front of my eyes in real ways but a lot of that trip happen to be around the themes of love Mm -hmm. and divine partnership and it it's really I mean it's not ironic it started with a wedding I (laughs) uh we were in Joshua Tree uh you were off (laughs) yeah I was off on a date you were off on a date (laughs) two-day date which is so awesome and uh it was really beautiful because it all uh perfectly manifested Mm -hmm. um so that you can go and experience this uh, two-day date with this amazing soul. And I was able to uh, style and design um, this wedding for... Essentially, like, your dream wedding. My my dream wedding, but it was for (laughs) one of my best friends. And it was in Joshua Tree, my favorite place ever. And um, it was such a, a beautiful representation at the beginning of the trip to, like, uh, start that trip with a ritual of wedding ceremony. Mm. Like how amazing to know that, that the energetics of that going into this like soulful journey, it started with ceremony. It Mm -hmm. started with a couple transitioning into this other phase of their lives. Like it was, and I was surrounded by so many um, couples that were in these really beautiful, solid, uh, divine, spiritual relationships. They were all married. And I was essentially like the only single one there, (laughs) which was so interesting to see that the universe like presents all these examples for you for Mm -hmm. what you, you know, essentially are calling in. And I feel like I've been calling that in for a while, not in the sense of like, these things need to happen right now, but it's like the universe is hearing my calls and it's like whispering to me with these examples. Yes. And it was whispering to you the entire trip. (laughs) Do you remember when we went for the hike and we get to the top of the mountain and someone's getting married on the top of the mountain or when we get to Los Alamos, which is so about your script and we walk into somewhere that we think we walk in somewhere and we're like, oh, this is going to be some, like, educational thing about this beautiful, like, mountain town. We walk in. It's a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, weddings were literally all around us. Mm-hmm. The theme of divine partnership was showing up everywhere. Mm-hmm. I really, truly believe, like, this was all happening because that is what you're calling in. And that is what you were exploring and yeah. really shedding layers within yourself of, like, what was holding you back or what you needed mm-hmm. to pull in from the whole like energetics of the trip to expand deeper into your ability to call that in, like attracting that to you. Um, It was amazing. (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah. And then uh, I guess you diving into a new partnership. Yeah. Yep. Exploring that. And, (laughs) you know, kind of like other, it's like yours is like new start fresh. And yeah. I'm surrounded by like solid, like firm, um, committed. And it was such a 
and, and while being, you know, single, um, it was really interesting because it wasn't what we intended going in to be surrounded by constantly. Not at all. I love that you were talking about the layers and shedding the layers. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of, I guess let's dive into our trip, but a lot of um, beautiful energetic portals were explored. And I want to dive into the themes and how to really utilize travel, nature, um, your surrounding areas, and as a way to expand and then activate. Because mm. I first learned about what activate, activation was on this trip. Mm, you know, yes. like we went through all these extreme, <laughs> crazy, um, energetic experiences, synchronicities, like you read my grid um, while we were driving back from the Grand Canyon. Uh, <laughs> we jumped time, like so many. I mean, there's way too much to dive into, but I remember we got to our cabin and like a crazy thing that happened in, you know, New Mexico, Albuquerque, um, where when we got to Taos uh, in New Mexico, I, we got to like the dream cabin that I've been wanting to stay in forever. And all I could do was sleep. (laughs) Uh, My body was just like vibrating so much higher Mm -hmm. that all I wanted to do was sleep. And I didn't understand why. And then you were like, yeah, you're, you're activating. Integrating. Integrating. Activating. You're activated. Now you gotta integrate the activation. That is it. Yeah. And you were, and it was so interesting to observe that because I know what it's like to be like, wow, I have to integrate. And you're just Mm -hmm. essentially like in bed for a couple days, like maybe holding on to some crystals. You wake up, drink some water, go back to sleep. Like it's so wild, but it's so necessary to give ourselves that time, especially when we're traveling to energetic Mm -hmm. portals and hotspots and major ley lines and vortexes on the earth, like Sedona. That was Let's let's dive in. Let, let's talk about these energetic vortexes okay. that we went into because mm-hmm. I think that um, they're amazing, and I yeah. I hope that like if anyone <laughs> anyone's listening to this, they'll they'll go and explore that for themselves because mm-hmm. it was really transformal. Like people talk about the power of like Sedona and like New Mexico, but until you're really there, you're like, oh wow, a hundred percent. I always knew, and I know you are the same that I wanted to go to Sedona because I had heard that it was an energetic vortex. Uh, my being uh, a person who explores energy and is very attuned to frequencies of energy all around me. Uh, One of my main missions and purpose in life is to travel to all these energetic vortexes and integrate channel the energy and then like spread that little seeds of light all over the world. Um, So finally getting to go to Sedona was, Oh, just like a dream come true. And I think, So it was interesting. We started in California in Joshua Tree with this kind of foundation Mm -hmm. of just like total loving expansion. Mm, Like even though we started our trip not together, we were both just like immersed in just like this high vibrational, like loving desert energy, which was amazing to start our trip that way and then to come back into our beautiful van whose name is Joanne, by the way. (laughs) So all of you know. What up, Joanne? Joanne, we miss your soul. We miss you, Joanne. Mm, Slow moving (laughs) out. Oh, Joanne. <laughs> um, so to come back into Joanne and then head to uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And oh, that was a beautiful drive. Beautiful too. drive. Oh, probably one of the most beautiful drives ever. And then we ended up in this perfect spot where we could finally have a shower and yeah. slept the night, made some beautiful food. And then we woke up the next morning and went to Sedona. And the first place we went was Cathedral, Cathedral Rock. Well, that's when we right? just got there. Oh, we that went there first. We went there then first. We went. Oh, the next okay. day was uh, Seven Sacred Pools. Right. Yes. Okay. So as soon as we got into Arizona, um, Arizona, we, Sedona, we went to our campgrounds, just checked in, and then we went to the Cathedral Rock for sunset. For sunset. Right. So Cathedral Rock being one of the four main vortex points in mm-hmm. Sedona. Sedona, the whole land is an energy vortex. And what does that mean for people who are like, what's an energy vortex? That's a great great question. (laughs) So essentially, um, I'm assuming that most of the people listening right now would be pretty familiar with chakras. So the earth actually has a chakra system as well. Mm -hmm. And then just as our body has a meridian system, the 
the Earth's body also has a meridian system, mm. ley lines. Um, so within the meridian, meridian system, there's, there's major ley lines mm. that connect certain portals and points on the Earth. It's like the pyramids. Um, uh, yeah. Sedona Vortex. Um, what's that place in... Uh, Stonehenge yeah like all of these really like everyone knows they're super special mm-hmm. but no one really knows exactly Maui and Hawaii Maui, the, and Haleakala the heart yeah. chakra of the planet we and we both have very distinct experiences with Maui a hundred percent that really changed both of our lives uh, yes yeah total heart transformation yeah it's like a heart transplant yeah an, an energetic heart transplant yeah. is what happens when you go to Haleakala Maui. <laughs> Maui <laughs> operates around the heart chakra of the planet. Yeah. Um, you got to be ready and, and really careful to go to uh, Maui when you really feel calls. Yes, you really do. And like people and locals will always say like Maui will either like hug you in with an embrace mm-hmm. or she'll kind of push you out mm-hmm. because whether you're energetically open and ready or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to vortexes and what vortexes are. So basically vortexes are where um, there's like a dense, actually dense is probably not a good word. It's a light density of all of the energetic, um, all of the, I don't want to say like positive or negative because it's just energy. So mm. it's a convergence of transformative energy that's like streaming through the chakras and the meridian system ley lines Mm. of all of the planet so when you get to a vortex it creates like a swirl almost Mm. uh, within the the earth's energy um so sedona is a vortex and then within that there's like major hot spots so we went to one and instantly as you know my guides were like (laughs) girl take your shoes off right now and connect your grounding rods on your feet into this red dirt so you can really feel what's about to happen for the next few days. And I'm curious, um, because I think some people might want to know, like, in that moment, how did you hear your guides? Hmm. Because I know know you practice talking to your guides, Mm -hmm. but, like, just give a quick example of, like, in that specific moment when they were saying, take off your shoes, how did you actually hear that? Okay, so usually um, they will bring an awareness into bodily sensations for me. Mm. Um, so if they really want me to pay attention or think about something, they'll, they'll trigger an awareness in my mind to pay attention to my body. So in that moment, all of a sudden, like my ankle started to hurt. It kind of felt like someone was like poking mm. my ankle. And then I was like, okay, what's going on? And then I can just hear them in. Yeah. And I I would like to explain that it's not like, hearing them like you're saying, hey, Elise, take off your shoes. It doesn't sound like that. It's more of a feeling. Mm. It's more of a a feeling that someone's present within me and they have a message. And so I just open up to it. And Mm. with practice, everyone can do this to some degree. Mm. Of course, others, like some people have it more in tune. Yeah. It's kind of like a feeling that comes in and then your mind is like a thought comes into your mind being like, there, there was a feeling first and then I was like, mm, take off your shoes. And I was mm-hmm. like, why did I think that? Yeah. And then I'm like, maybe I should just follow that. It's like that little ping. Yes, ex- that's exactly it. And I think an important thing that I learned through my practice is that those thoughts are true. You don't mm-hmm. have to question them. You just don't. Mm-hmm. They're real. They're true. And the more you just go, oh, yep, that's real. I'm going to listen. The more your reality will give you evidence that it was true. Yeah. So I took my shoes off and instantly was like, electrified my Mm. whole body lit up we started walking up the path like people were like are you earthing are you grounding I'm like yes I am (laughs) (laughs) and it was magnetic and beautiful and amazing um and I think the most interesting part about that specific vortex was when we walked down yeah um Mm. because we it was watch the sunset we watched the sunset fall oh so the red glow watching the sunset Mm from the canyon like mm. just nothing nothing can beat it it no. was just, and it was like it didn't even look like it was going to be a sunset that night because it was so cloudy and then all of a sudden boom like mm-hmm. the sky lit up and we're like thank you Sedona like thank <laughs> yes. you for embracing us yes it was a total embrace yeah just a beautiful embrace 
Um, and then we started walking down mm-hmm. and it was basically just like a straight walk up. You could see essentially where our car was parked from mm-hmm. almost all the way at the top. And we veered to the left a little bit on our way down. It was getting darker. And we were like, oh, I think we went a little bit to the left. We're like, whatever, we'll figure yeah, it out. kind of got off path for some reason. Yeah. yeah. It, the path wasn't super clear. So yeah. I think we just, you know. But the reason this happened is clear now. <laughs> yeah. Because we're walking. And I was walking behind you. Yeah. And you're walking ahead of me. And I see this stone circle so somebody had grabbed all these stones and made this large circle and in the very center of the circle they piled a bunch of flat large stones on top of each other and I see you walking towards it and I notice it and I can see the energetic forms inside of the circle like this is a portal like a like people who work with the ley lines and the energy grids energy workers grid workers have done work here um I'm like pointing over here. Yeah, like I'm yeah, looking at like, it. I'm like tapping uh, yeah, in right yeah. now. <laughs> and um, I see you walking and I'm like, <gasps> like just about to be like, oh my God. And then you step right in and you turn around and you're like, oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> because you felt it right away. Right away. And turned around and I was like, yes, oh my goodness. So I took my shoes right back off again when stood in the center and I could actually feel every single one of my meridian points activate and light up I was like shaking almost but not like shaking it was like an internal electrical shake yeah um so I think we just stood there for a few moments and we were just mystified like wow how blessed are we to have found this beautiful portal uh within a main vortex within a vortex. Yeah, and that kind of was a theme for that whole time in Sedona. It was just like we were energetically guided to places mm-hmm. and specific points and magical occurrences. Like we, you know, after the seven sacred pools, um, which we did this like beautiful Sedona wish ceremony, mm-hmm. and it was like really amazing. Seven sacred pools, go see it. If you can, and you're in Sedona, look it up. It's worth it. We, after that, we were just like, oh, let's go get some food. And I just like trusted you to like pick a place. And you're like, I know where we're going. And then <laughs> we went to Chakola Tree. And that's where we met our Chinese medicine doctor. Yes. I mean, and we had the day before we said, yeah. let's ask the universe for some sort of reader, some sort of guide to just show up yeah. and offer us like a free reading essentially. Yeah. And we were not specific. We no. were just like a reading and yeah. we got a Chinese medicine, um, reading. What would yeah. that be called though? And like a consultation essentially. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like a reading. Yeah. Yeah. And it was free and, oh man, like it was exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. Like exactly what we were called to at that point. And we learned so much about him and to like, I remember before, Going on that trip, I was looking for a Chinese medicine doctor. Yeah, that's like that's what's <laughs> the craziest thing about and it. And it's like when you ask for something in Sedona, it just appears. <laughs> yeah, be careful what you ask for when yeah. you go to Sedona. Yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> truly magical. And then there was even the moment where we were driving to the Grand Grand Canyon. And I really want to talk about this story yeah, before this we dive into story. That you know, my next question before we wrap up soon, because it's coming to the end, <laughs> um, which we could talk for freaking hours, yeah. you know. Um, but we were driving to the Grand Canyon, and we're kind of like both like, oh, do we even want to go? Yeah, it's I like know. so touristy, and um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, go into go into the story about that. Yeah, so I think like I really didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I do not want to go to the Grand Canyon, but also felt like I had to because it's the Grand Canyon. It's a world wonder. Like, yeah, it's like we're here. How can you be so close <laughs> to it and not go? So we yeah. went. We were there for, what, 40 minutes? Yeah. Looking at the cliff's edge the whole time. Terrified. Like, terrified. Yeah. Looking at people standing on the edges like, what is wrong with you? You're going to fall and die. Like, <laughs> um. But I think it was expanding in a way, though, because I think we shed some sort of layer of something Mm -hmm. that we weren't really looking at. Uh, Also, we watched like a a lightning storm inside of the canyon from a distance. It was electric energy. It was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But then driving home. Driving home was magical. We drove out <laughs> of the rain. It's it, like we were running to our car just at the end to avoid the downpour. And we drove out of the rain and all of a sudden everything was glowing. Mm-hmm. It was pure radiance. There's this like forest that um, if you if you drive into Sedona, there's this part and I forget what it's called, but I'm going to find out and then put it in the notes. Um but it is the most one of the most beautiful drives I've ever seen, and mm. also forested area mm. um, that you're not expecting in that kind of place. Mm-hmm. And when we were driving, like <laughs> I, we were talking, we were listening to a podcast. I guess this is how it starts, and it was they were talking about like um, aliens and manifestation. And um, I forget what was I asking you. I was like. I was asking you, Elise, like, how do you really manifest? Or it was something like that. Yeah. It was like I was asking you some sort of like ener- oh, yeah, energetic I question. Ta- I started talking about imaging. Yeah, imaging, imaging yeah. with feeling into your reality. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I I look over at you. I'm driving, by the way, just so you know, it was safe. <laughs> I was driving, <laughs> and I look over at you, and you look completely out of it. Like you were <laughs> in this trance all of a sudden and I can see your eyes like it almost looked like your eyes were rolling back and I was just and it I remember I asked you I'm like are you sleep- are you sleeping like Even I was just talking like two yeah. minutes before and then what happened and then um <laughs> what were I think you really you have to tell okay. everyone what happened yeah. because I was in a completely okay a trance. so that's true that's true I, so to say what I was happening though was yeah. I was in a channeling trance so yeah. I was a completely open channel yeah. So you were by whatever you were asking me. Yeah. For whatever reason, uh, in that specific moment, in that place in um, Arizona, you were channeling, mm-hmm. and you didn't even have to drop in. It was almost like it took over for you. Yeah. And I saw you. Like I saw you change. Your face change. Mm-hmm. So I knew this was like really happening. And I and then you started talking, and your voice shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know when people when you've heard people channel like you know and you started channeling my um my grid my life Your my li- my blueprint mm-hmm. my my life blueprint and um it was one of the most amazing things i've ever experienced mm-hmm. firsthand like you can talk about you know energy and all that kind of stuff but when you're actually witnessing it and i could feel the truth to it as well and you basically were, and it was about also divine partnership. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. that's what we were talking about because we were talking about it for so long um, and all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And there's the, the multiple possibilities. And you were explained to me in a very, like, technical science terms, <laughs> which was really wild. But you were explaining to me how, like, um, all of these things were happening all at the same time, but we experienced life in a linear way. Mm-hmm. So that's why my, my body experienced dissonance because in this other time frame, I'm actually like with a partner or, or not with a partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you were telling me about this specific soul that's in a cave, like uh, everything that I need to do to, to be that bridge. Oh, it's a weird noise. I don't know what's happening over there. Oh, where? Some, there's some weird noises happening. Someone's here. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, just to quickly explain yeah. uh, what a blueprint is, yes. what a grid blueprint is, um, each one of our souls has a divine blueprint. And we, before incarnating into the planet, we determine specific mm. details of mm. the grid. Um, and each grid is encoded also with information and themes from our past lives. Uh, they represent themselves to me in like the right hand corner of like when a grid shows up. And then within that, it's almost like this kind of blue swirling tunnel. And then you enter it and there's these geometric forms that link all of you, all of your possible versions of your expression of living on earth are all linked. And when you tap into it, um, you can see and access different information from each one to help you align to creating and following the divine path that you set out for yourself. So you set out a mission for yourself and you're on path. You're on path right now. Like no matter what, you're always on path. Mm -hmm. But when you read into a blueprint, when you read into a grid, you can take or you can access information from those separate timelines to 
bridge them together to kind of merge the versions of your oneself together. Mm. Uh, because when you collapse those multidimensional versions of yourself into your current awareness, then you accelerate your mission. You accelerate your ability to complete your mission. Wow. Um, so we tapped into yours, yeah. saw some of the things going on in there, and yeah. saw some uh, where there was almost disconnections, yeah. um, almost mm. where things didn't go according to the divine plan. Mm. Yeah. I do want to say, though, even in a situation like that where we're perceiving it like that, it still is in the divine plan, mm-hmm. but it's almost like something just changed. Like when you were outside of earth planning it all out, there was no, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Expecting. There was no expecting this to happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas some other times it's like, okay, well, if that happens, then there'll be this outcome. If that happens, then it'll right. weave this way and we'll turn her back this way and it'll loop her back into that divine mm-hmm. mission. Whereas it was an, completely unexpected alteration of the divine blueprint Mm -hmm. there was like a break you said a break yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and um based on like the stories you were telling me about all of it uh this tapping into your blueprint was what like made me 100% without a doubt believe every single thing you had been telling me about Mm -hmm. the whole story because I really witnessed it for myself and Mm -hmm. witnessed the energetics of it and like what was happening in your divine blueprint and uh It was wild and amazing. Yeah. And so after this happened, um, there was a creek. Yeah. And I was like, I got to get in that creek. And you were like, I'm pulling over for you. You're getting in that creek. So I ran down to this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful creek. Oh, thank you, Arizona. Um, Took off all my clothes, jumped in this (laughs) freezing cold water because- naked in the Yeah. I just like needed this electric- energetic cleanse so I cleansed off came back to the van and that was when we experienced our time jump yep um (laughs) woo woo yeah (laughs) um yeah so before I left the van to get in the creek it was 5 p.m correct yeah it was um your phone was on airplane mode mine was connected to cellular cellular data yeah um I got back in the car and this was all like just like the final and you were gone for maybe 10 minutes yeah I was not gone yeah. for long yeah. at all um and it said it was like six ten. Yeah. and I was like what it's six o'clock yeah because we were like planning out sunset for that night and all that kind of stuff so we're like wait a minute and I was like I just looked at my time and it said five yeah and both of our phones at this point said six o'clock mm-hmm. so your phone literally 10 minutes before said five o'clock and was on airplane mode. Yeah. So it wasn't even connected to the grid. Yeah. Mine was connected to the grid. And I was like, what? It can't be six o'clock. We look at yours. We're like, what? It can't be six o'clock. We're mystified. We're like, hey, what's going on here? Like after that whole crazy channeling experience, everything mm-hmm. that just happened, the beauty of this forest, something weird is happening. We're just looking at each other, mystified, yeah. asking the universe, hey, what's going on? The time jumps back. Yeah. It jumps back on both of our phones. Mine's still connected. You're still on airplane mode. It jump mode. It jumps back to the real time yeah. of that current reality. And we just felt like we really stepped into one of the alternate realities that we were exploring through your divine yeah. blueprint. It was so wild. <laughs> it was it amazing. crazy, but it was... It yeah, does sound a little crazy, crazy, but it was super... It was super uh, transformational for us. It was really transformational. I love that moment. Okay, so I could really, I could really, t- oh my gosh, the sun is coming out. Mm. <gasps> oh, oh so this is nice. not expected. So oh, yay. Because <laughs> we're doing the new, new moon party tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I could talk about, I could talk about our trip forever because yes. there's so many yeah. other things. But there is one thing I wanted to do before we finish up for today because I know that you're going to be back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> as a regular guest um the first thing is is um if you could tap in right now and maybe give me like a one line uh channeled message that you have mm. and just hold the little Sedona yeah. rocks that I brought okay So the earth at this time needs from each and every single one of you 
to tap deeply into your heart space and begin living from your heart. And the way that you can live from your heart is by connecting it to the heart of the earth. And the heart of the earth is accessible to you in so many ways, through touching a tree, through smelling a flower, through feeling your feet on moist blades of grass. Um, Connecting to nature and the heart of nature is where your intuitive wisdom will be shown to you. All of the messages that you want and are looking for in regards to anything going on in your life are in nature. You are the library card to exploring all of the information in earth. And all of the information of the universe is stored in earth. Mm. Oh, man. (laughs) I saw your eyes flutter. That was weird. Actually, when I opened them, I was like, whoa. That was amazing. That was so beautiful. And like, I I fully, fully have felt that. And that was like Mm. the biggest lesson that I learned from you on our trip. Mm. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Of like, really just like you, if you have a question, it's like, go to nature. Nature knows. Nature Mm -hmm. is the one that is holding us energetically Mm -hmm. and has always been here and connects us, you know? So I have um, what I'm going to be calling cosmic pings. Cosmic pings is like my rapid fire questions. And I want you to just like answer the, the remaining of this sentence. So I know I'm in alignment when. Hmm. I know I'm in alignment when I see angel numbers everywhere. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Um, the phase of the moon I love the most is? Ooh, the phase of the moon I love the most is the full moon. Mm. You want to know why? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually bleed with the full moon. Um, and so... Mine's the new moon. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Mm. So um, for me, like that time in my in my monthly cycle is a really deep way of releasing and processing ancestral karma. Mm. So I love the full moon because I really go deep into my shadow and I really explore the karmic ties and I let them go through, through that whole journey. Ah, I love that. Um, the astrological sign I wish I had more of in my chart is. Ooh. Um, the astrological sign I wish I had more of in my chart is Taurus, I think. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Just a little bit of like a different earth energy in there. Oh, yeah. You love the earth. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, intuition is? Intuition is your truth, your compass, your guide, your ultimate guide, and it's always present. You can always hear it. The universe is? Mm, a mystery, <laughs> a deep, never-ending, unsolvable mystery. Let it unravel. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much, Elise. This has been amazing. Thank I you. really, uh, I love our conversations. I've always loved them. You know, on our road trip, we went really, really, really deep, <laughs> and. I know that we're going to have more conversations here, but um, let everyone know where we can find you and what offerings you have and kind of some of the offerings that you're having in the next coming months. Awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me on to be the first guest. I'm so (laughs) honored. Also, I love all of you listening. You're amazing and beautiful and so deserving of everything that you could ever possibly desire. And you can find me on Instagram is the best place to see what I'm up to, what I'm doing. It is at Soul Happy, S-O-L-H-A-P-P-I-E, Soul Happy. Um, I am doing group sound bath events. So you can see that when (laughs) you can see when those are happening through my Instagram. I also do one-on-one soul guidance sessions, which is what you experienced with me, Anna. Mm And it's sound healing, intuitive messages, crystal healing. It's all meshed into one wonderful experience. I also create personalized sacred sound journeys. Mm. Um, So if you want to do something like cord cutting or releasing some sort of ancestral karma or tapping into your guides, moving into your inner sanctuary, anything like you want to work on in the energetic unseen realm, 
um, I create guided journeys with sound. Mm-hmm. And those are meditations that you Recording. record that you send to yes, the person. Exactly. Um, so that's what I have going on right now. But definitely just follow me on Instagram because that's where I post everything that's new and happening in my world. Yeah. And we're going to be hosting a retreat yes, in the we future. Are. We don't have it planned yet, um, <laughs> but it's definitely something that we've been talking about and we're going to be doing for sure. Mm. Um, thank you, Elise. And thank you for listening. Happy high vibes. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.